Hey everybody, welcome back to the Podcast Daily. It is a Tuesday morning and I have a game for Bill Landis. Yes. I didn't tell him what it was, nope. so you know that this is going to be good stuff. That's Bill and I am Austin Ward. This game is called, What Do You Know About Ohio State? Oh, I like it. Like, definitively know? Or you like, know or like, think, like for think sure. Know. No, you know it. I know Not it. Not you think you know, you know it. Now, it may well be that it's just something that you think you know, and you'll be, yeah. be proven wrong in a week's time. Yeah. But I want to know what you think is absolutely true about the Buckeyes right now. Um, Man, that's good. That is tough to do on the spot as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, do we have to do it that way? No, no we don't. But we no. don't script these shows, we, folks. We sure don't. Um, let's see. What do I know? I don't know. I guess I'll start with like a layup, and like I feel like I know that Sonny Styles is going to be an integral part of this defense. Um, maybe not 100% certain what that's going to look like down to down, snap to snap. I think there's a chance that he moves around to different levels of the defense, probably all three levels of the defense at times because he has that skill set. But Frying Day and his position coaches call him a unicorn and like his teammates are like, this dude's different. Like, I don't know. Like we hear we hear praise about guys a lot, and certainly from teammates we hear it. I feel like we are hearing it at a different level with Sonny and the fact that we've been able to see practice and we see him out there with Lathan Ransom and Jihad Carter. Um, Jim Knowles has been has had pretty pretty high praise for him as well. I just am having a hard time seeing really any scenario where they think about taking him off the field. I'm sure they will at points because you want to preserve him and have him ready for the end of the year too when there's depth and safety that you can utilize. But um, if I am ranking at this point, like guys who I think are going to be most important to the defense, I would have had Sonny pretty high coming into the summer just based on my own projection. But now I feel like we have enough information to know that he is going to be probably like in a top three or four of that list. It's kind of it's kind of interesting to hear Jim Knowles or Perry Eliano talk about, you know, got these different combinations. And if it's a passing down, passing team, Cameron Martinez is having a good camp. He's making interceptions. He's getting silver bullet of the day. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, that just means that Sonny is moving back to Augusta on that play. <laughs> hey, yeah. Every combination, I think, has to include Sonny and probably does. I I guess I don't know that for sure, but I know that there are plays where he could be as a deep safety. We have already seen in his career where he's playing as a you know heavy nickel and an extra linebacker. Like He can also play bandit if need be. He can do everything. So all those permutations in the Ohio State secondary, I know they're going to include Sonny. Yeah, and I, I think like Jim Knowles, I don't know if he, if he tipped his hand, but like he said back in May, I know I've, I mentioned this a few times, like Sonny is better playing the deep safety position than we thought he would be. So um, that the six foot four, 220-pound freak of an athlete is a versatile <laughs> defender and probably is not a, a major revelation. But if there was any concern, and frankly, I had like minor concern that they weren't going to utilize that to the full extent of his capability this fall, I am no longer concerned about that. Okay. We know that Sonny Styles is out there. What I, else? Does I want to know what you know. What I, what do why, I know? Why, why am I the only one who's oh, on wow. trial okay, here? Marvin Harrison. <laughs> uh, no, we, uh, we'll skip that one. Uh, I know that Taiwan Malone is a lot more important to Ohio State's defensive line than I would have thought in May or June. In July, I started to think maybe that mm. could be the case. Uh, but when you, when you go 10 days into camp, 11 days into camp, get through the first scrimmage, and Tyleek Williams is still working through, you know, the, the knee injury that he suffered. We saw on the first day of camp in one of the first drills. That that cuts down on the depth. So that 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 pushes Taiwan Malone by itself. Love what Ty Hamilton brings on a consistent basis. Very high floor. I think Malone 
probably has the highest ceiling. And, and Byrne mentioned this the other day. Well, yeah, he was a top 100 recruit. And just because he didn't make a great impact and maybe a system that didn't fit him as well at Ole Miss, still playing baseball and doing all these other things, maybe that overshadowed a little bit how highly not just Ohio State, but pretty much every program in the country thought of his athleticism, the ability to, to wreck plays. And if you're putting him next to Mike Hall or even next to Ty Hamilton, perhaps, like that that could be pretty scary for what that could do to collapsing pockets, to making some plays in the backfield and blowing up, you know, run game stuff. I I I thought this when we had this conversation a couple months ago. Maybe I wasn't talking about him enough, and now I'm pretty sure that I was definitely wrong to not be. It seems like he's making a little bit of a move. Um, I suppose we could be making too much of it. It's still f- somewhat early in sure. camp, although the game is around the corner. Um, I, I thought when they got him, or I was curious when they got him, what moving him to more of an inside position than what he played at Ole Miss would do for him. At Ole Miss, he's going against offensive tackles quite a bit. Here, he'll go against guards and centers where he, I think he will more often than not have the athletic advantage. And I think you see a little bit of that in the, in the two practices we watched, but it's even, it's beyond that. It's just like ability to move, which I think I mentioned before. Like, he's just a big athlete. And, yeah. and I, and I think that, like, I don't know that I look at Ty Hamilton and think big athlete. I look at Ty Hamilton and think like very solid college football defensive tackle that they're going to need and, and play a lot. But you're talking about like different kind of skill sets and traits. Mike Hall obviously has them. Tyreek Williams, if he can get healthy and, and build up that stamina a little bit, I think has them. And I think Taiwan Malone has them as well. So you got three of those guys now where the last couple of years you've had like one, two, sometimes you've had none. Okay. Not bad. We know that. I feel like I, I know or I'm confident in the idea that they are going to be pretty heavily reliant on this rushing attack, especially early on in the season. I think that will develop a little more throughout the course of the year but it's it's similar i think to 2019 when it was justin fields as a first year starter they had jk dobbins and jk was running like a maniac for much of that season mm-hmm. um and ryan day i it's not the first time he's mentioned this game this fall or this during this camp but i thought it was interesting that he went to the 2021 oregon game where he thought they put way too much on cj stroud as a first year starter against that kind of competition and did not run the ball well enough so there's like a mandate obviously like we have to run the ball better in those kind of games and it's not it's not the same mandate as last year where i feel like they were <laughs> hell bent on proving to people that they were tough or whatever like this yeah. that felt different to me i'm not i'm not trying to get people alarmed by that but i think with a new offensive line run blocking is easier than pass blocking or or Maybe be. better develop a rhythm that way, and this deep stable of running backs that that they are going to be a f- run centric is probably too strong of a, a point to put on it, but a team that is going to really rely on that rushing attack, set up easy play action stuff for whoever the new quarterback is, and probably play a a little bit more of a physical in your face style at least early on this year than they were last year. I find myself torn on that because I I can't argue with any of the points you made, and I think that they're right. But then I just look on the perimeter and I see Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Ibuka mm. and Julian Fleming and Xavier Johnson doing a ton of stuff and Carnell Tate flashing. And it's like, really? You're going to run it 50 times? You probably won't. F- probably not 50. Probably not 50. But, I mean, I don't know. But I'm, it feels so long ago. 2019, I don't I don't recall sitting there thinking, like, boy, they're not getting the ball to Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave sure. enough. So, yeah. And I guess Garrett was a freshman then. Who else was the receivers on that team? I can't remember. <laughs> The 19 team, what was that? Uh, KJ Hill, KJ, Austin yeah. Mack, and Ben Victor. Yeah, it's a little better <laughs> now than, than right. it was on, I guess. And Chris Olave had to, right, 19. Are we doing the math right, America? That Olave was not until late in the year. 
No, it was 18. 18, okay. Yeah. Well, it's, they're all running together. Maybe, okay, it's probably not quite the same thing, which is, which is a point well taken. I don't, I think you can have both. There's a way to protect your new quarterback and put him in more advantageous situations via relying on your running game that doesn't come too much at the expense of guys like Marvin Harrison Jr. It's a fine balance to, to strike, I think, or, or a, a, a tightrope to walk, but um, I think they can do it. I think they have enough experience doing it. That's the one thing about Ryan Day's offenses since he's been here. Like They have, more often than not, sort of just taken on the shape of whatever is available to them, and and I think they'll do that with this group of running backs this year. Yeah, and I, and I think, again, I'm not, I'm not arguing what you know. I think that you are right, but man... What's easier, handing it off and get, counting on run blocking, or Marvin getting open on a slant and moving the chains on third and six? Like he's, that seems like it's going to be pretty easy for any quarterback. And uh, combining that with Emeka on the other side, he is having a pretty impressive camp from what I've seen, and, yeah. and certainly heard from the leadership part on Friday. It's like that's the part that I, I can't say I know. What's the What's the breakdown going to be of run to pass, 55-45, 50-50? What do you want? Like This isn't the days of Urban saying, you got to be 250 and 250. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, Ohio State, with those wide receivers and two five-star quarterbacks, whoever emerges, they should roll out of bed and throw for three bills. I don't. Dis- I, I think that's fair, but I th- you can throw for three bills on 30 attempts and then run the ball. <laughs> they run 80 plays a game, sure, you know what right. I mean? So. I, I think there is a world for the coexist. I'm happy to eat these words and have them thrown back in my face if I'm wrong. But I, I when I say that I think they're going to run the ball a lot, there is not a single thought in my mind that they're not going to utilize sure. Marvin Harrison Jr. and Emeka Ibuka the way they need to. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I guess we know that uh, Donovan Jackson and Matthew Jones are pretty good. <laughs> we definitely know but that. But beyond yeah. that, yeah. Um, it seems like we could say we know Josh Simmons and Josh Fryer are going to be the tackles. Mm-hmm. It seems likely, which is defeating the purpose of this game, that Josh Simmons <laughs> is going to be at left tackle and Josh Fryer is going to be at right tackle. So I will say, based on what Ryan Day indicated on Monday in the Woody, I know that's how they're going to line up against Indiana. Yeah, I feel that way too. I've, I've, I mean, they're, I just, they're not going to start a true freshman at tackle. No, like, I just I can't see it. And it's like Luke Montgomery, that he's even put himself in the conversation, I think is noteworthy. But I don't think it's going to happen. Um I still think Tegger's a guard long-term. Again, if I'm wrong about that, throw it back in my face. That's fine. I'll own it. <laughs> um, it has to be those two. I, we would have probably picked the opposite sides for them coming into camp. I think everybody would have. Right. I don't. It's odd to me that you're going to start Josh Fryer at right tackle when he did nothing but left tackle in the spring. I guess it's valuable to cross-train, but that's not really what they were doing. They no. had a plan, and then they're changing the plan. So I guess that could be a bit of an issue. But, um, yeah, I am... I am pretty confident in that as well. I don't. I, I'd be. I would be at this point shocked if the offensive line is anything other than from right. Josh Fryer, Matt Jones, Carson Hinsman, Donovan Jackson, Josh Simmons. I know the last thing you know, which is that you're pretty confident that the cornerbacks are going to be very good. Everyone's talking a big game about them. Um, I have the question in the back of my in the back of my mind still is like, is that because they're awesome or because the quarterbacks aren't CJ Stroud? <laughs> um, the answer is probably somewhere in the middle, and that also I think is is fine. I want I want my quarterbacks talking a little mess, or cornerbacks, excuse me, talking a little mess. I think both. Like, 
Yeah, well, both. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want everybody doing it, but um, I think that position in particular, the confidence is so important. And we saw that clip of like Denzel Burke. He he lost a rep to Marvin Harrison Jr. on release, and I was like, this guy stinks. It's like, okay, did you watch the other ninety reps from that practice? Or are you basing everything you know off that one eight second clip from Big Ten Network? Like, Thanks, we need, BTN. We need to like pump the brakes on that stuff a little bit. Guess what? Marvin beats Denzel Burke in practice sometimes. You know what? Sometimes Denzel beats Marvin. Probably happens less often than the former, but it happens. Marvin's really good. Um, I I think that these corners again, like as I said last week, I'm very high on them being probably the best group they've had at least since nineteen. If not going back earlier than that. Um, Ryan Day continues to, to leap or throw high praise upon them coming out of the scrimmage. And I think they have a group, they have a group of three that I think are going to be very good. If something happens and they have to dip into the depth, maybe you start having some concern because you don't have to go that far to when you start talking about playing true freshmen, um, which is not ideal. But as long as that top three of Denzel Burke, Jordan Hancock, and Davis Nigmanosin remains intact, um, I think that you're looking at a very strong year for the corners. All right. Well, those are a handful of things that we know on the podcast daily for today, Tuesday, mm-hmm. August 15th, the halfway point of the month, that opener is going to be here before you know it, which I think is exciting because then we'll get to find out a lot more things that we truly know. And, when don't, it, and don't know. <laughs> and don't know. And maybe these things will be uh, proven wrong. Who knows? That's the fun. Uh, but we're getting close to that opener for Ohio State at Indiana and uh it's about time. Talking about training camp has got to be even more monotonous than going through training camp. Yeah. Training camp, I think, should just be like two weeks instead yeah. of five or whatever it is yeah. now. Let's get to it, America. Let's get to those games. Uh, thanks for joining us again on the Podcast Daily. I uh, hope you have a great day. We'll be back with some more Snappy Jays later on in here in the Woody. And until then, for Bill, I am Austin. We will talk to you later.